Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and this week we've got a uh, big old-fashioned wrap of round two in the AFLW Alex Miller. Some blowouts but some uh, really good clashes to watch as well. Yes, a lot of intensity around the footy world at the moment in the AFLW. A lot of close games, a lot of contests. A couple of blowouts as well, as you mentioned, Kat. So lots to get through and dissect, which we are very keen to do today. Alex Doherty, of course, our resident AFLW expert. I'm going to give a quick shout out first and foremost, as we don't talk about all the games on this on this podcast every week. You can find further thoughts over on the Mongrel Punt, including Doc's fantastic review of the Cats and the Pies game, mate. It was a great read. Yeah, oh, thanks, mate. Um, wish I could say it was a great watch, but it was um, sort of, <laughs> sort of, uh, kind of stagnated after halftime. It was just a bit of a procession, as, as come to expect. But thanks for the uh, thanks for the shout out, Cat. That was really lovely. Um, uh, you and the team at the Mongrel Pun are doing fantastic things for women's footy, so we love to see it. Oh, they re- they they really are. The gang, gang over there know what they're doing. They've they certainly uh, they certainly do. Do their due diligence, which is which is a bit of a shame. Nobody else seems to do it, aside from the uh, the really minor, the minor media outlets, which such mm. as us and the Mongrel and Outer Sanctum, uh, Outer Sanctum and Inner Sanctum, and all the other all the other boffins, all the other boffins about. Um, but we are going to be talking about first and foremost the Friday night clash for the round that was the Dogs and Carlton. Oh. What an amazing game uh, this Ooh. was, Doc. I know you were keen to go, but. Obviously, tickets sold out very quickly and uh, was not looking like great conditions at Witten Oval, but it proves to uh, give us a fantastic game overall. What what a, what a contest, Cat! I, I know I said last week um, the Saints Dogs game had claims to be one of the matches of the year, but I think this one might just might just top it. Mm. It was. Um, we're normally talking about the dogs every week on this podcast, anyway, but they've bloody given us good reason to Miller <laughs> after this game. Yeah, well, they, they play an exciting brand, which we, which we like here at A3. We like footy that's going to give a bit of energy, a bit of warmth, and the Dogs certainly did that. They had a crack for not just for four quarters, but strung it together for the for the for every patch of that, every part of that game. So to come out winners, uh, they did really well. I thought, obviously, Ellie Blackburn, again, Doc, was outstanding. You know, her 22 and touches and two goals were just... She just has such a positive influence on the team. And as I've mentioned before, I think Blackburn's biggest strength is that she makes everyone around her better and lifts the elevation of the team. So I think she was outstanding. That's the, sec- that's the second week in a row now she's got over 20 touches and has, and has kicked two goals in a game. So that's just mm. – it speaks to the, the the talent that she that she brings to this team. And she's – the she could honestly be one of the best leaders in the competition right now. And I know it's pretty pretty big considering we're only two, game, two games in, but – the way she carried that team in that last quarter, she kicked both of those goals in the last quarter, and they were very, they were very work workmanlike goals. Yeah. To, to, to say, like one of them was one of them was a long ranger outside fifty, and the other one sort of, so, was sort of one of those ones where you, you could you couldn't give up on it. Mm. Like obviously it was a, it was um, a goal off turnover and sort of it was sort of a scramble in the goal square, but Ellie just seemed to find a way to put it on the boot, and it was that's brilliant. That's the sort of stuff that you want from leaders. I think what's most impressive to me is that not only does she put in that four quarter consistent effort, but it seems like she stands up the most in the last quarter when the game's on the line, everyone else is off out on their feet and Ellie looks like she could still run a, run Mm. a two K if she, if she wanted to. And I'm noticing that a bit in general with the, uh, the start of the AFLW season is that games seem to really open up in the last quarter Mm. and the fitter teams are ones that are coming away with the points Miller. 
That's a great call, Kat. I think as well that if you can, if you can compete, if every if every team competes for three quarters and it's game on in the fourth, it comes down to a question of fitness and all that mm. stuff. So the dogs certainly look red hot now. They're in a good bit of touch in terms of the, the style of footy. I thought um, Fitzgerald as well, dog. She was really, really good. I loved her game. I, I loved her game too, uh, Je- <laughs> Jess Fitzgerald. She's just she's. The reason why reason why they they took her so early with that first pick last year, pick two, and you can just see like the her her work rate, her use of the footy, she's just so strong around the contest as well. For somebody her age, it's yeah, it's fantastic. It's what you want to see. And even I think I said I said it. I think I said on on the mongrel last week that I didn't like her too much playing forward. But the the thing the thing that I spotted uh, this week is that she managed manages to get into the right positions a lot mm. and as a forward and it'll be all, all come down to being able to finish those opportunities in in the future like obviously that goal she kicked in the, in the uh, second term where she literally had the ball in the middle of the ground and then worked her backside to get inside 50 and get yeah. on the receiving end that's that's the sort of stuff you you just absolutely preach in junior footy it's the, sort of stuff, it's the sort of stuff as well that, uh, you know, the coach would be extremely happy with. Oh, like, yeah. Imagine Berkey with a huge smile from <laughs> ear to ear when he sees Jess storming into the forward line. Yeah. Um, but if I'm a dog supporter, so many positives to take away from this game. As we said, Blackburn was easily the best on ground. But I think the fact that the next tier down of the sort of high performers were basically all of players that have been drafted over the past few years, Fitzgerald, Georgia Stathis, uh, Sarah Hartwig, all fantastic games. Gabby Newton too. Uh, were probably the next best performers for the dogs. Miller. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought, like you said, there's a, it, obviously the next crop below the star players were really good and stepped up. And I, I think um, I thought the back line was pretty impressive as well. I thought like, obviously, you know, getting 36, points kicked on you isn't the greatest but their defense overall as a team i thought was really good the transition in particular doc i thought was uh pretty impressive like the way- lucky though in the last quarter when the blues were missing those goals harrison prasparkas obviously had a few easy shots doc to uh have a go at the end there I suppose maybe prasparkas is human after all boys um <laughs> no look uh, we'll, we'll touch on prasparkas a little later but I, I thought our defense really stood up in that last quarter you talked mm. about hartwick before in and game two she was not even not even that last quarter, but all, all all throughout the game, she was brilliant. She got herself into the right positions a lot in terms of in terms of being able to intercept. Uh, she took a couple of nice strong grabs throughout the game as well, and particularly towards the end, she, like her second third efforts just to try and yeah. keep the ball around around the um that 40, 50 meter line. It, it, that's 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 fantastic. That's fantastic stuff you want to see from a second gamer and. Hmm. I think she's going to have a bloody good career ahead of her, Sarah Hartwig. Mm. And uh, another player we haven't actually touched on, Katie Lynch. I've really been impressed these last two weeks with her mm. ability to take a good, strong intercept mark and her ability to win one-on-ones as well has has been, I think, overlooked a little bit um, the last last couple of weeks. I think I've been very impressed with her um, in, in defence. Was, was a bit sceptical in terms of whether or not what position she'd play this year, but... Seeing her play that sort of centre half back role, being able to win a one on one and then then float off, take an intercept mm. mark here and there, I think that I, that that's definitely her niche this year. She's and, the type of player you want down there, Doc, because I think uh, in terms of your backline, she's probably got some of the best skills in there. 
you know, like you said already, she's got that one-on-one contest work and can take a good grab. But also her kicking is pinpoint. I don't yeah. think I've seen her uh, miss a target coming out of the back line even once so far this year. Yeah, I don't, now now you mentioned, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen it either. Uh, she just looks so short of so short of disposals. Yeah, and, which is uh, not something that every team uh, has been really nailing this year. Carlton are one of those teams that have stuffed it up a few times yeah. coming out of the back line, and it's burnt them. And it probably will continue to burn them if they can't get it together. Yeah. Um, just one more player I want to talk about before we go to the Blues is Kirsten McLeod. Now, I've been sort of hot and cold on her for pretty much since she came in, onto the scene. And that, <laughs> and that first quarter where she ran to the goal square and just kicked it, and it went about 70 metres right and still managed to miss. Just, <laughs> oh, it, it, she's one of those players where you get the good and the bad, and the bad mm. is that. The good is, though, what she did in the second half, though. And mm. if she can string that together for, for four quarters, week in, week out, then they've got, a, they've got an All-Australian calibre forward on their hands. Yep. Absolutely. Before we uh, tear apart the Blues as well, <laughs> I just want to talk about some of the good players that I thought uh, actually put their hand up for the Blues and looked like they were on a bit more form than otherwise. Georgia G is the one that stands out to me yes. uh, from this game. She was playing a bit further up the ground. They, I think half has given her a bit more license to push out of the, uh, out of the forward line. And it's shown with her, you know, you look at her stat line, 17 touches, 13 of those been kicks, eight tackles, and of course, kick the one goal one as well. And I know we love her Miller, but uh, she's going up another level this year. Yeah, she really has elevated. And I think giving that license, like you said, the cat to work up the ground is really good, which is, Strange because we spoke briefly about Darcy Vessio last week, where she's gonna if she's gonna take on that role. So it looks like um, she's the preferred candidate. I also thought uh, Jess Jess Edwards, cat uh, was really good. Yeah, um, I, was, I wasn't I, expecting all too much from her coming back in. No, um, Edwards, but I thought she played her role quite well. She sort of popped up all over the ground. Yeah, um, she was sort of playing a bit everywhere, but she uh, really had a good crack. And also, uh, I thought that the whole the back line would be disappointed, I think. You know, that's the second week now they've had a bit of a shaky-ish start to the game. And just, mm. I don't know, I felt like they looked a bit out of sorts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm, they're missing players down there. Lalawifi and Pound are big, mm. um, big outs for them. But they've got the talent in their docks still to hold it down, you would have to think. Yeah, it, it's, a bit, it's a bit strange. It, I think when you look back to the Collingwood game now, it seems that... It seems that Carlton's biggest weakness when they go, whenever the defense is in motion, is that they've got to get it in quick. Yeah. And if they get it in, if they get it in quick, they the Carlton defense crumble. And I think, look, I think Kez did it a couple of times. You know, kind of fumbled the ball a fair bit when the ball came in quick and sort of turned it over. That's and that and that's your co-captain. Yeah, um, I need Kez back at her best. I think obviously yeah. we love her. We've had her on the show before, but you know. Um, I saw that fantastic article, as I said before, the mongrel punt uh, out of uh, people needing to criticise AFLW players a bit more, almost like letting letting them off because the competition's still so new. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a rocket under your kez. And you, <laughs> need, you need to get back to your best for your team. We know. I think she I think she can, Kel. Like, there's no yeah. question. Oh, absolutely, she can. What type of player? Um, and I, I know we probably don't have to tell her that. She'd be disappointed in herself. She obviously 100%. holds herself to an extremely high standard as a captain and as an All-Australian player. Um, um, yeah. And half half is obviously not under any illusion that the team is uh, performing to the level where they need to be. He said it very simply. He thought they were terrible. 
Yeah, well, they, they they were a bit disappointing again. And I don't know what it is, boys, what they need to do. I think it looks like each position, midfield, forward and backs, are playing almost as an individual team. There's no there's mm. no link up between the forwards and mids. Then with the backs working it out, defence to those mids, there's a little bit of lack of almost cohesion, if you will, boys, I like. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, part, part of it could be with the fact that they've got a few players uh, new to the team, a few players playing in new positions. We talked about Katie Loins being in the forward line last week. Obviously, uh, O'Day and Matty Guerin coming in too need a sort of uh, mm. mould into the team. Uh, but a lot of these girls have been playing together for some time now. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I, I don't know what, what it is. If, if it's not if it is a cohesion problem, I think it's it might be a might be another week or two before we see Carlton mm. really start getting to that rhythm now of um, working together. Obviously, O'Day and Guerin to a lesser extent, and even Charlotte Hammonds. Yeah. I mean, they, they they've come from different from different uh, teams, yeah. di- different different sort of game game styles. So it's it, it might might take him a few weeks to li- really get get him get him into the right right mind, mindset at Carlton. It's um oh it's pretty it's pretty strange because look I think this this Carlton team can play this and we all we all know the Carlton oh, team yeah. it, it's it's a it's a top four team when everybody's up and about but right now that even even seeing it on Friday night they they still look very very jittery whenever you know there was a, an opposition player come uh, bearing down on them yeah mm. it, it's um I, I I don't know what it is. Uh, and yeah, honestly, I want to get your thoughts on this. I, I want to see Darcy Vessio play a bit further up the ground because in that first quarter, she sort of, she she was sort of everywhere, and mm. when it, and, and when she when she got her hands on the footy, almost everything that happened following that was was good. They got a positive result out of it. After well, quarter, after quarter time, she kind of disappeared, and I, I don't know whether or not she went back playing forward pocket or or not but it's just i don't know it's it's one of those things where i I sort of i sort of want her to be involved more well i feel like when we've always talked about it when bessie is involved Mm. come seem to play well and it correlates to good football for them cats so i think yeah yeah, it was interesting it looks like they opt with g playing georgia g playing higher up the ground so Look, I don't know. I don't know what, what's she looks. She looks completely shot of confidence at the moment. I think uh, that's what it is. I think maybe we haven't realised it, but Darcy Vessio, to me, watching her out there, seems like a very confidence-based player. You know, yeah, when when she's on, she can kick him from anywhere. Like um, when she's got the yeah. ball in her hand, it's like it's a whole different story. But when she's been out of the game for three quarters, she struggles to get back into it and make an impact in a final quarter when they needed players like yeah. Vessio to start lifting. Um, at ground level, obviously, like we said, Taylor Harris was huge um, at the end of the game. She was back to her aerial best, um, but you can't just do it with the big no. marking key forwards. You need your ground level squadron to be around it too. And as much as I hate to say it, if Vessio can't get into the game when they need her to, maybe she needs a week out to sort of reassess what her position is in the team. I think it wouldn't hurt to drop her for a week, mm. maybe. Not quite yet. But if another round or two is like that, cat, I, I, yeah. I feel. I, I wouldn't mind if they wait until the VFLW season starts, so at least she can yeah. still keep in form and keep in fitness. You know, even if they've got yeah. a practice game or something coming up on the weekend, just put her in there and let her get her confidence yeah. back. 
Uh, well, t- well so the- I reckon they keep her in for another week, but if yeah, the Blues play St Kilda this week... Even- well, right, it's a do-or-die game against the Saints at this point. If they start 0-3, it's very hard for them to see them making finals from there. Yeah, I, I, I must agree. And I think at that stage, if, even if like, if she has herself another game like she did on Friday night, then I think it might be riding on the wall. Yep. Mm. Um, yep. Uh, just just a positive here. Uh, Mimi Hill, 19 touches. We haven't touched on that. I thought she was... Up the hill. I thought she was brilliant. <laughs> She, she, she's just one of the, I saw, I, I kind of touched on Liza McNamara last, last week about how, how her work rate and ability to find the footy and get mm. into the space. Mimi Hill's another one of those players who can, who just does it. And, and, and that's so good to see these 18 year olds come, come in and just slot in right away and just manage to run, run in all, all the right spots. She's got a lot of pace and she's great and she's great on the run as well. Mm. So I, I just want, just wanted to give her a bit of a shout out. Go Mimi. <laughs> I'm going to give a little shout out as well to uh, one of my favorites. I love, I love the Ruck duo at Carlton and I thought Brianne Moody definitely had the better of the uh, yes. Moody v Moody Ruck battle. <laughs> 14 touches and 13 hitouts. Uh, I thought was really, really good from her. She looked really strong around the ground, um, which was great to see uh, a Ruck getting around the ground and making an impact. Yeah. Do, do you reckon, cool. I, I reckon, Bert, uh, surely somebody would have told uh, one one of the Moody twins before the game, like just follow just follow your sister around and do what she does. <laughs> it's just, it'll be just like playing uh, playing kick to kick at home or playing Jack <laughs> in the pack with your with your dad kicking the footy to the two of you. Just follow <laughs> her around. I love it. I love it. Uh, I do just want to say that, like, like I said before, we do we obviously we have a lot of respect for this Carlton team, the things that they've done over the past couple of years. You know, they didn't make a grand final in twenty nineteen for nothing. But uh, the criticism yeah. comes from a good place because we know they can do better um, than they're doing at the moment. And I know Half knows they can do better too. Yeah, yeah ag- agreed, agreed. I mean, like, we, we're, not, we're not coming out here every week and saying, oh, you know, this player sucks and this player's, this player's rubbish. Sometimes we do that, but... We say yeah. that for the men's episodes. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of Is idiots it? in the men's and they deserve <laughs> to be in hell. It's, it's no holds barred in the men's, but in the women's, it comes from a good place. <laughs> correct, correct. Um, let's yeah. move on to the Brisbane and Gold Coast clash, the Q oh, clash, Cat. The Q clash. Well, this was an absolutely clinical performance uh, by the Lions. The 10 565 to 0 2 2. The Suns didn't even get a goal. That, that's the low, lowest, lowest score in the AFLW history now. You'd be pleased that it's off uh, your club's hands, Miller. Yeah, I was very actually. That's the only saving grace from this game for us. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. to me, to me, this says a bit more about where the Lions are at than where the Suns are at. We hmm. said in our season preview that obviously the Suns are still going to take a little time to gel together and probably need another year to get everything in order and whatnot. Um, obviously, they've got plenty of debutants coming through as well, but. The Lions have once again, Doc, exceeded expectations, I would have to say. There's no doubting this team anymore. They are a genuine contender. What, 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 did, we, what did we say in the uh, season previews? Cat, uh, Craig Sarsfish is one of the best coaches in the league. Oh, he's, he's got to have one of the best footy minds in the AFLW. The things that he does with yeah. a team that's been pillaged from top to bottom are amazing. It, it, it's fantastic. And uh, look, as much as you want to sort of throw shade on the Suns for not playing that well, you got to look at the other side and look at Brisbane and how well organized they look and well drilled they are. I mean, I, I, I expect them to play finals this year at least, or at least give it a, give it a shake. But this team, this team could actually play. This team could be a top three team yeah, um, when I'm it's all you. when it's all said and done. Just the way some of these players 
have stood out this year. I mean, Nat Grider, Nat Grider's 20 touches off halfback was just fantastic. And I've always, I've always liked her, but I didn't expect her to really put numbers like that up on, mm. on, 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 on the weekly. And another player that will be in my rolling all Australian team this week, uh, Greta Bodie, that's two, that's the second week in a row. Now she's kicked two goals in the game and just the way she, just the way she presents herself up forward, just, and even, even her work rate up, up and up and back. I think it's, I think, I think it's elite. It's really elite. And, and it's these sort of players, we talk about the bottom six a lot more and mm. what, what sort of impact the bottom six players do, do bring to this team. They're definitely making their case to not be bottom six players anymore though. Well, yeah. I feel like that's right. Kat. You look at the stats, particularly in this game, but also in general, like everyone here was fantastic. No, nobody had a quiet game in terms of, you know, what they contributed to the team. So this Brisbane unit, they look very good. I thought their wingers uh, in particular uh, were really good. And I think that that came again through that defence. Brisbane are a very good defensive team, I feel. Mm. And we talked about it in the, in the season preview. So I really like the look of them, Kat. And the biggest thing that you've got to say is that they've got plenty of upside in terms of yeah. what, what these players can keep producing and get better at. I told you boys to watch out for all or Dwyer. Uh, and Miller's just yet yeah, she's sun- moved up to the wing and suddenly she looks like a whole other player. The Suns ignored your cat and we listened to you and now the Suns have paid the price and, well, that's all they are, yeah. As much as I love her as a forward, um, O'Dwyne, she looked very dangerous when she was pushed she forward last week. Her on the wing, Doc, is almost a bit of a revelation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh look, I've, I've had big raps on Orla from the, from the very start. I thought I, thought, I think she was uh, going to be one of those players that, exactly fills in what Brisbane need and just seeing her on the wing, she just looks so electric with, with, with the ball in her hands. Um, I, I thought I, um, Sophie Conway as well, Doc, was really good. Yeah, no, she, she's a ripping player, Sophie Conway. I really like the way she goes yeah. about it every week. Just just attacks, just attacks the footy a lot. And yeah. and, her, and and she's very, very skillful as well. So like, She is. Very... And I think she she can also push up forward as well. So that's a, not 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 that Brisbane need any any more scoring options than what they've got at the moment. But <laughs> but um no, it, it's good to have those the sort of um the sort of variety that mm. that, that, that they do. Your and, favorite player, Miller Batesy, of course, another lazy seventeen <laughs> touches for her. I thought she, I, I thought his favorite player was Caitlin Greiser. <laughs> They're both sharing it at the moment. Uh, <laughs> sharing is caring, and you know, no. Nah, Emily Bates has just been <laughs> the biggest reason I, I think she's an amazing player and I love her is because she's so consistent, Kat. She doesn't just give you – she gives you numbers, but also what she does with it. She's a very good user. Mm. And I think, um, again, another player, which, again, is rare to see in a league that makes everyone around them better. So I really love Emily Bates's game and had another great performance on the weekend. Of course, the big story out of this game, Doc, was the double four goal haul for the Lions. Dakota Davidson and Jesse Wardlaw both putting up <laughs> four goals each. It's incredible. That's a, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I mean, we we all we all know what Jesse Wardlaw is capable of. She she was well up there in terms of in terms of goal kickers last year mm. in the comp, but. <laughs> I've I've been I've been quietly admiring how Dakota Davidson goes goes about mm. her football a lot because she came in pretty much I think it was oh, if it wasn't early last year it was mid it was somewhere it was somewhere around there but um the way she attacks the footy is is fantastic and she, and week by week 
she's 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 growing her in confidence in terms of her yeah. marking abilities. Uh, she, I reckon she must have taken at least one or two really good contested grabs um, mm. on the weekend, and and she's just a very capable finisher as well as four goals straight. Obviously suggests um, they've got they've got we talk we talk about you know the the best key forward duos in in the AFL and Brisbane obviously had Lynch and Brown and Bradshaw to a lesser extent in the uh, in the early two thousands but. If the Lions are going to be a dynasty, then I think I've got. I think they've got themselves some um, two quality key forwards. <laughs> they got to yep. tap into that. Uh, yeah, get that consistent brand going with the huge key forward threats and the uh, the women's as well. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Cathy Spark, Doc. We're our biggest fans, and she's quietly becoming <laughs> yeah. one of the yeah. best taggers in the league, if not the best. Yes, yeah, I, I reckon so. I think. Uh, if, if we haven't spoken about Kathy's fuck, it's not an A3 episode. Um, <laughs> she, she, she's a brilliant player and I, and I love watching her run around the ground. It feels like, feels like she's on another gear in, in comparison to about 90% of the league. Cause she's yeah. so mm. quick. And I, the one thing that really stands out is, is her ability, is her ability to be a two way player. Yeah. She can, she, yeah, she can tag a, a player out. She did it with Moncon last week and, she, mm. and it looks like she might've had the job on Stanton uh, this week mm. from what I saw, like from what I saw anyway, but um, her ability to, to push and spread when Brisbane have the ball, it, it's, it's phenomenal. And no one's expecting her to be a, a 22 touch player a week yep. sort of player. The, the way like maybe Ali Anderson is at Brisbane or, or Emily Bates is, but the fact that she can still manage to, pick up 15 disposals, you know, 12 to 15 touches a week and then shut a, shut a really good player out of, of the um, of the game. It speaks mm. so much about her, Miller. Well, that's the thing. It's not an easy... I think it's easy to do one or the other, but to be a two-way player is a very massive skill to have in terms of being able to take someone out and then get your own and help your team. So, again, yeah, I would say that... Uh, Kathy is definitely easily the best tagger right now in, in the comp. That's it. We've made the call. Get her in. Get her in the air. There it is. Um, well, let's what, 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 yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, what about the Suns? Because yeah. some of these stats, it, it's it's really it's really bizarre to say the least. Mm. I mean, they were, they were plus five in the clearances, only minus 56 mm. in disposals. So, yeah. so it's not it's not uh, exactly a large margin by any stretch. Yeah, we were but talking they... about it. We were talking about it uh, before we uh, started yeah. recording. But uh, I was saying Lauren Bella, she's been fantastic. Probably one of the better genuine tap rucks uh, in the league at the moment. And she had the twenty hitouts. And you look at the midfield brigade, and it was getting to them. Uh, Ellie Drennan and Hannah Dunn were pretty pro- prolific yep. as always. But th- just the entries, Miller were shocking like yeah they, they couldn't get a mark they couldn't get it at ground level they looked really poor in terms of cohesion yeah they just mm. couldn't link up they couldn't get that kick that mark it was just um i felt like most things were going right cat except for the finish the final yeah. product that final that final passage in the play so which is frustrating to watch oh yeah 100 percent. so um and you can only imagine know. how more frustrating it is for the actual players as yeah well. exactly so yeah, I look, thought uh, you look fact, at yeah, Doc. I was going to say the fact that Brisbane took twenty-two marks inside fifty and Gold Coast mm. only had one. I think that speaks uh, speaks to me about a couple of things. Number one, yeah, they're they're, they're very very poor. They're very poor uh, going forward with the footy. Mm. And number two, 
I think Brisbane set themselves up really, really well. I think as the game progressed as well. I mean, we talk about how good their defensive structure has been over the, over the largest part of four years. Mm. But the fact that they managed to get repeat inside 50 entries a lot, mm. I think that we talk about, we, we speak highly a lot about Jade Pagelli and Lauren Ahrens a lot, Kat, but they can't do it all. They can't do it every time. And no, they can't. They need and, the, the, I think the issue is with their backline doc um, is that, yeah, once you go past them, it's a bit, Lena, um, Dee Heslop playing as a small defender, I think didn't really have all too no. much of an impact. And she never never puts up too much. Um, obviously, Serene Watson does well off the halfback flank, but she's never particularly accountable for, for her uh, opposition. So I think <laughs> maybe they need a few more players who are capable of playing a bit more lockdown and a better one-on-one mm. sort of players. Because as we said, yeah, Progelli and Irons can't do it all themselves. They're great intercept players and they do well one-on-one but they need a few more players like that yeah thumbs uh, and and they probably they'd probably need to be better in terms of trying to get the ball out as, as opposed to just hacking it out because they did a lot of that as well mm. on on the weekend the suns and it's very disappointing it's very disappointing because we, we we speak highly a lot about the suns team and we and we pretty much said it since the start but um i don't know if it just comes down to a really bad day or whether or not they were just outclassed by a much better team yeah but um Oh look, I think I think it's a bit like the Blues. We know the Suns are much better than this. In the forward line as well, Miller. Uh, Sarah Perkins was a shade of her performance from last week. Didn't take a single mark. Only the four touches. Didn't hit yeah. the scoreboard at all. When I thought last week she was doing some of the best leading work she's done in her entire career. Yeah, I think that again was a a product cat of the entries. They didn't. You know, Perko didn't have a great day, but the, the balls into her didn't really benefit her, the kicking and the entry. So Yeah, when it's flying yeah. over her head every every yeah. seconds, what she's supposed um, to do. I don't really I don't yeah. I, again I understand because like last week she had a fantastic game. Um so hopefully, yeah, she can bounce back and the Suns can get a bit of good footy back under them. But yeah, they can definitely do it. Another just one last criticism out of love, of course, Doc. We love her. She's one of our favourite players in the league, but Kalinda Howarth uh, needs to lift her game back to what she was doing last year. Yeah, look, she—I think looked like she was trying. She was going further up the ground to get her touches. She had the eleven touches, but mm. uh, she's not. She's not looking like much of a threat at the moment. And it was a bit, bit like, bit like last week when they played Melbourne. She sort of, she was sort of there around it, but just couldn't really look as threatening as she did last year. I don't know if, whether or not she's getting extra attention. She probably is. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I feel like she's um, there. It's getting to that point now where she has to go further up the ground just to get a kick. And that's, and that's, and that's not going to do anything but damage the co- her confidence. Cause she, I, I, it's a little bit like Bessie O'Cat. I think she's a bit of a confidence player, Kalinda Howarth. And mm. once she get once she gets that first goal, she, she, good luck, good luck stopping her. <laughs> I think what I've noticed about Kalinda as well, having to play a bit further up the ground, is that I don't think she quite has that awareness level and that footy IQ level to, uh, you know, get around a winger or someone who is an extremely good defensive runner. Obviously, she's pretty mobile, Kalinda, but uh, she's a forward at heart and she's got eyes for the goal, I think. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, if we don't have any other players to talk about for the Suns and the Lions, we'll move on to the last game of the uh, round that was. The Derby, of course, unfortunately had to be locked out due to WA COVID restrictions, but 
It was a uh, tough affair in the wet. The Dockers got up 2-11-23 to the Eagles, 2-2-14. And I know, Doc, you're taking plenty of positives away from the Eagles for this game. Yeah, look, I thought, I thought, um, oh, look, if if we were talking, I think they, they announced the game on Thursday and I thought, oh, it'll be a 10-goal free win. But the, the wet really helped the Eagles a lot in terms of, yeah, Freo love to run and use use the ball by foot and, and wet weather conditions. It's not gonna, that's not gonna um, make make things any easier. No. In that respect, but I think the way that West, I think I've always said this about West Coast. I've always admired that West Coast are, are, are a gritty team. Mm. They just just can't seem to run it out a lot. But I thought they um they did they did well with the conditions in this one. I think I. I think yeah they had six more touches they they were pre- it's pretty even in the clearances too you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought that but um yeah given Dana Hooker <clears throat> was obviously ruled out of the season a few days before the game you would have thought yeah the midfield group would have struggled mm. but it actually looked all right yeah I thought um Emma Swanson and Grace Kelly had a great crack those two I thought they were really good oh yeah. like, you know you know I love Grace Kelly I'm all for <laughs> I'm all for giving her raps and she deserves it she was really good cat I liked how she really presented you know and, and she played four tackles as well so yeah. i thought she played a really good game yeah uh, michaela bowen was really good again for the second straight week she had 18 touches i was really impressed with her game against the crows particularly mm. in the first half against the quam against the quam <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no she backed it up this week against a really elite freo midfield she had 18 touches herself and was um I thought she was she was fantastic, and Imara Cameron, who came back for her first game, I thought mm. sort of makes sort of makes a difference to this West Coast team because she bring she brings a bit of X factor about her. Yeah, mm. brings a dynamic uh, element to their forward group. Um, and she That's a great word, Cat. Dynamic, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. She, she hit the scoreboard one goal one, so could have had the two, but um, yeah, good performance from her for the first game back. Eleven uh, touches as well. She had. Yeah. Now Miller, obviously the Tigers are going to be taking on the Eagles this week. Uh, at Punt Road, who's the sort of danger player that you think you need to be putting the most attention into? Obviously, Swanson and uh, Bowen are the two that we've talked about a lot, but is there anyone else that's caught your eye? Anyone anyone who's on Katie Brennan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think Aisling McCarthy can, you know, be a dangerous player still. She had 11 touches and got along with seven tackles, which I thought was impressive. And uh, Belinda Smith is an interesting player i haven't seen mm. a lot of her and i thought uh, she was really good to, defensively for you know even though free had a lot of chances she was really good i think in terms of her her rebound and usage at the back line so yeah probably those those five players as you mentioned the previous three cat and those two and yeah i think um it's going to be a very interesting game because um i don't rate our chances i think um yeah it'll be game on for sure i, I think another person I- I think another player you need to look out for is Bella Lewis. I know she only had the six touches mm. on on Sunday, but I thought the game before against mm. Adelaide, she was very, very uh, productive with her ball use. She get, got into the right spots a lot. I think she'll be a very dangerous player in a, particularly a game such as this where you're going to have both a sort of inexperienced mids to, to a degree. Um, yeah. I know, I know that they've got Conti and Hosking, but it sort of dips after that. Um but I think she's going to be very dangerous. She, she also led the five tackles, so she's very, um, yeah. she's very, very good defensively as well. So you need to watch out for her. Belinda Smith's a good one as well, Miller, because she was on the dogs list a couple of years ago and she, was, she? did go. a lot of nice, 
did a lot of nice things for us on the rebound. So that's that's a really good one. Yeah, good call. Paris Laurie as well is the other one that stood out for me from this game. Um, she even got injured uh, about halfway through the third quarter, but she she limped her way back onto the ground after, mm. and uh, she actually looked pretty solid too. She's played the 16 games now, Laurie, and she is a mature age ruck. Um, but I haven't taken much notice of her before this year. And I think she's sort of coming into her own now. Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's it's always interesting with the mature age, isn't it, Kat? Because you, they've probably had some background in some sport anyway, which means that there's no question that they're great athletes. And then it all takes us a bit of time and games to adapt to the footy life and <laughs> you're on. So I think um, also I think um, Sophie McDonald was quite impressive. Doc, I thought she was good in that defence. Yeah, no, she's she's not bad, Sophie McDonald. I think she gets overlooked a lot, particularly because West Coast do get hammered mm. a lot uh, in ter- on on the scoreboard. But I think she she's a player that actually you know quietly gets the job or tries to get the job done. She, yeah, she she does work she does work hard, Sophie McDonald, and I, I do like that. In terms of the uh, Dockers boys, obviously we've talked long and hard about how elite this team is. But uh, none more elite than Turbo, of course. Kiara Bowers. She loves oh. the, the down and dirty conditions, doesn't she, Miller? 23 touches, oh, 14 God. tackles, hit the scoreboard, and, of course, won the best on-ground medal after the uh, game for second in a row. Yeah, look, not more, not much more else she can do, Kat. She had an outstanding game. And uh, a credit as well, the 23 touches, 20 of those were kicks mm. in those conditions. So, like, uh, I thought she was really outstanding. And 14 tackles. I can't say I'm shocked because she's an absolute gun. She loves a tackle. She loves she loves beating up on the other opposition. She takes pride in that. And that's something that it's great to have from a player perspective. You don't want to have to drive your players to tackle hard and do this and that. So I think, um, yeah, she's she was really good. And the Antonios, my my favourite uh, pair of the uh, sisters, I suppose, in the oh, – <laughs> there's a lot of favourites I have of the pairs. But I think um, they were both actually married. They're actually married. They're actually married. They're not sisters. Yeah, no. How do you uh, said, remember? I said that in the first episode. Oh, you did. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, Doc. Yeah. Get your get your A3 history. That's why I call them because they're always conjoined. Get your A3 <laughs> history book up, you. Um, but yeah, they were fantastic and they played extremely, extremely well. And I think as well, the biggest thing that I take from Frio Doc is that obviously we know they're a very good team, but you've got to win games like this in a slog fest in the conditions and all that. So I think um, they've done well to get a, to get a W here. Yeah, I, I think so too. I actually listened into um, Trent Cooper's press conference after the game. Big fan of him. Um, He's a very, very lovely man. Knows his, knows his stuff, uh, Trent. Bit of, pleasure to talk to him too, Trent Cooper. He's um, yeah, he's, he's very, da- very down to earth and he just a, just a real good footy man. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I think, the what he said he was pretty pretty pleased with how they how they worked how they worked in the in the wet conditions and i think they he never sort of felt like they lost you know they were, they were going to lose this game because the ball the ball was always seemed to be around the um the frio area and mm. west coast, west coast you know it's not 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 trying to put any dampener on how west coast played but they tried to throw as many players behind the footy as they could which is probably yeah. which is probably what you want in 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 wet weather anyway because you you don't you don't want it to be a, a real blowout. They had thirteen scoring shots though, Freo, but mm. um, I think the way West Coast defensively handled themselves was brilliant. 
Um, the way Frio, the way Frio attacked the conditions was 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 pretty good too. And you, and we we already talked about cow about. It's a bit like you on a Saturday night, Miller. You're in you're in your element <laughs> <laughs> on, on a Saturday night. Kiara Bowers is in her element when she's in the wet. Um, but yeah, that's a very good call from you, Doc. Um, Haley Miller as well was was somebody I was I, I really liked as well. She had had the 15 touches, six tackle, six tackles. I thought she was very, very good in the wet. Yeah, Steph yeah. Kane as well, Doc, I really liked. Um, putting on that forward pressure, uh, ended up with the six tackles to her name. Missed, unfortunately, twice, two behinds. But the 12 touches as well and the four marks in the wet, really impressive. Yeah, no, she, she was she was brilliant, Steph Kane. I thought I was, I, I was very impressed with her performance as well. And also, the, the way that they used... Um, Sabrina Duffy, they, they sort of pushed her a little higher up the ground just to just to get touches. And I thought I thought that worked all right too. She she had had eleven touches, nine kicks. So it's um yeah, look, I think the, the best thing they could do, Freo, is is that they, they are sort of I know I sort of ran about this about Bever and the dogs in the men's, but they can sort of play players in different positions and mm. but but it, un, unlike Bevo, it actually works. So it's <laughs> But um, yeah, no. Look, there's a lot. Ugh. It'll be interesting to see where where Freo go from here. I think two goals, eleven probably should have won by more in mm. terms of the scoreboard. But I, I don't think at any stage they they really they really looked threatened by West Coast. No. West Coast West Coast tried to be a bit more uh, defensive orient defensively oriented. Yeah. In, in terms of you know, trying to prevent the score from being a blow. And that's, and you know, it's fair enough too, because now like it's, it's looking at that point now where they're going to be very, very injury stricken. The Eagles, um, obviously hookers out for the year. Now um, they've got Laurie who's touch and go and a couple of other injuries that they got from the game. Mm. Uh, look, you, you are, try, you are selling your team short here, Miller, but I think there are, there are very big chance this weekend. Jesus. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's not happy on that. All right, well that that was the round that was. We'll run through the other games, of course, quickly give you all the results. Uh, Saturday, as we said, the Pies got up over the Cats by twenty nine points. Unfortunately, Miller's Tigers couldn't get it done against the Demons, going down by twenty eight points. Very similar score lines there down at Casey Fields. Uh, my Sane is going down to the North Melbourne Ruse. The Roos are charging through, of course. Uh, two fantastic wins, and they're only looking better from here. 26-point loss there. And the uh, Giants got absolutely blown out by the Crows. 47-point uh, loss to that elite-looking team. And they just go keep going. Go, go Quam. Go Quam. Go Quam. They just keep on doing this. The cr- go Quam. <laughs> but, boys, uh, we've obviously talked about all those games, but I want to know, as we do every week, who is your woman of the week? Who is the woman? Let's start with you, Doc. Well, we're going to go to the cesspool that is Casey Fields. Um, <laughs> one, oh, no. one Melbourne player that I absolutely enjoy watching, uh, Tyler Hanks, is my woman of the week. Um, thought she was absolutely outstanding. Got the Rising Star nomination as well this week, along with uh, my daughter, Jess Fitzgerald. Um, 19, 19 touches, six tackles, four marks. I think I called for it my pre- in my preview on the mongrel. I think she's going to. I think she's going to break out this year, and she's already and she started pretty well. I think she had an eighteen touch game the week before against the Suns. So she's really she's really hard, hard really hard worker, very good contested player as well. So hmm. be interesting to see where, how many of those contested possessions, how many how many of those nineteen possessions were contested. 
but um, I thought she was I thought she was a, a, a standout for Melbourne on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Fantastic call, Doc Miller. Who have you got this week? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go to the Brisbane, uh, Adelaide, sorry, and GWS game, and I'm going to go with Chelsea Randall, old reliable, but. She kicked the snare here, and I like that because I think uh, when she gets a chance to kick one, she loves to kick one. But uh, she played pretty well. She had the 14 touches, uh, four marks, and the tackle, and, and the snag, obviously. One goal, one, actually. So I think, um, look, she's been consistent for so long and such a good player for so long, Ken. I just love the way she goes about it and helped Brisbane up. Oh, fucking hell. Helps Adelaide, <laughs> as always. I keep, I'm just thinking about Brisbane. It's got Brisbane on my mind. Who um, isn't thinking about the Lions after their, yeah, their uh, last she, she really does help the Crows in terms of team defence and structure, and she's a great leader, obviously. So, yeah, well done to her. Well done to the Crows. Uh, they're travelling quite nicely, indeed. Who have you got, Cap, for your woman of the week? Well, I've got a, a fantastic, a fantastic woman, uh, from the Pies Cats game, I saw her playing in person. I've seen her playing in person two weeks in a row, actually. Funny that. Um, but she never ceases to amaze me with uh, how she can move with the footy. For She's quite a large frame midfielder, obviously. Brie Davey of the Pies. There it is. What a game she had. They've uh, pushed her up forward a bit at times this year. And I tell you what, they've got a fantastic mix for her because she's not only finding the footy, but she's kicking snags. 25 mm. touches, four marks, four tackles. And the one goal won. Not to mention she sold a good little bit of candy to actually get that goal. So we love to see that from Bree. We love the confidence. And uh, that's what you want to see out of your captain. I yeah. think that sort of inspiring performance. She and Ellie are going to be fighting to the death for uh, best performing captain by the end of the year, I think. Yeah, well, I'll t- tell you what, Bree Davy can get stuff. Unless she's kicking two goals a game. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, Ellie, Ellie's best captain in the comp. We're going to be fighting for captain of the All-Australian team, Doc. I'm going to say that right now. Get stuffed, he says. <laughs> well, I've, well I've, got, I've got both of them on my uh, rolling AA team, but one of them's starting and one of them is not starting. So. Oh, there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the rolling AA team at the end of the show. Um, but looking very forward to that, Doc. Uh, tips. Tips. Let's, let's give our, we'll run through our tips from last week. We had a few confusions and conundrums out of the uh, tipping because of the uh, changed fixture, but that's all right. We got there in the end. Doc finished with a nice little six for this week. Miller with a six uh, as well. One, once again, once again, my team undid me. <laughs> yes, um, but I don't know if, if you've all got short memories or not, but last week on the episode, I was the only one who tipped the dogs against the Blues and they got up. Go, doggies. He's done it. He's that's put done me it. through to seven tips. For the uh, for the year, pretty hard well, to forget. Kat, when I don't you get are, to give uh, you pretty... much credit about the tips, but well done this week. You've done well. You've done all right there. Uh... Pretty, pretty pretty hard to forget. You tip the dogs when you have uh, been calling it all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm very happy with my call there. So... This would be a great call, Cat, and well done. No, you, yeah, no, week. You... So with that, with be. that, uh, myself and Doc are both on twelve tips after round two. Alex Miller just behind us on eleven, so it's still very Shit. very tight in the race. <laughs> Let's see if we can break open a bit this week. And we do have the round three fixture now uh, as of yesterday. So we're going to run through all the games and uh, give our tips. So firstly, Friday night, this is a big game. Oh, massive, massive game. The dogs are want to be winning this one. The cats and the dogs at GMHBA Stadium, 7-10 on a Friday. Doc, tell me you're going the dogs in this one. Oh, yeah, I am. They're not... not, not... <laughs> You, you you cannot you cannot convince me to go otherwise. They'll 
they should beat Geelong. I, I won't say they'll smash them, but I, they should beat them. Yeah. Miller? Um, firstly, 7-10 is a hunk of shit of a time, uh, and I'm not pleased <laughs> with that. Uh, I suppose, look, the dogs pleased. are in very, very good touch. They've got a nice bit of style about them, a bit of swagger. Uh, they're looking juicy. So I'm going to go the dogs, not smash them, but it'll be, it'll be an interesting game. Interesting game. All right. It will I'm, be an issue. I'm, I'm going to stick with the doggies as well. Um, yeah. That's that's my tip. Uh, Saturday. This is going to be Ooh, interesting. One. The Giants looking for a bit of a uh, bit of revenge here. Three ten. They haven't mm. started this season fantastically, but they got every chance to get their first win on the board here against the Suns at home. I'm going to say the Giants uh, make us all remember that they can play very very well at home. I, I think I'm going to go the Giants too. Um, yeah, look, I, th- I think they they weren't too bad against Frio. They just they just got outclassed in the second half of that game. And, and I'm not. I think s- something similar with Adelaide as well. I thought mm. they played okay in the opening opening quarter and a bit, and then Adelaide's class just sort of power, overpowered them. I think the Gi- this will be Giants probably won't win many games this year, but I think this is one this is one that they'll be eyeing off, particularly after how the Suns played. Yeah. Uh, last week. Miller. I'm going the Suns. I'm Ooh, back in the Suns. They want to bounce they want to bounce back after last week. They Ooh. they want to yeah, they got a point to prove. They will be very disappointed in a loss, uh scoring two points, but especially the Q clash in general. So I think they'll bounce back, Kat. No, I like that. I like that tip. Saturday evening, this is a very, very big game. Uh, hope, hoping to be there. The Saints and the Blues at Moravan. This is a uh, obviously the Saints uh, getting done pretty handily by North and the Blues 0-2 after Premiership uh, talks. Mm. So this is a big game for both these teams to uh, really start their season off right. I'm going to say the Blues win because this is a must-win game for them. I think I think Saints win. Saints for Doc. Saints Saints win by less than a kick, and Tiana Smith just oh, Tiana. goes off. Tiana kicks another goes off. another two. Just goes off. I do has twenty I has do, twenty plus. I do think, like you said, cat. Uh, it's a must win for the Blues. They they need a win. But Caitlin Griser says I'm a gun, and the Saints get up by a point. Oh, uh, I think no matter what, this will be one of the games on the round, at least. Yeah. Uh, no matter what the result is. And so will this on a Saturday night. Uh, we're petitioning on Twitter to get it moved from the shithole that is Casey Fields to Marvel <laughs> Stadium. Melbourne and North Melbourne on a Saturday night. Oh, that's massive. What is it doing? What is it doing there? What is it doing? A, a game of this magnitude has no right to be at Casey Fields. <laughs> has um, no right, Catalan. <laughs> Given the D's track record at home, I'm going to say North will get up in this one. Yeah, I'm going to say North too. I think Melbourne. No, I think Melbourne are good, but yeah, that record of Casey is pretty pretty damning, isn't it? Mm. I think um, I put North at the top of the table for a reason, boys, and that's why they're going to get up this week. All right, we love that. Is, we love is, the confidence. Is it? Is it because of the Kings? Is it because of Mayor King? Uh, they're all fantastic. I love every King equally. They're stars <laughs> and they are going fantastic. Whether it be Max, Ben, Mayor, Emma or Alicia, they're all stars. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, the blockbusters <laughs> keep on rolling uh, into Sunday. The Crows and the Dockers at Norwood Oval. 
I'm in two Ooh. minds about this clash. We saw that uh, interesting stat on Twitter about the do- the, the Dockers' uh, winning streak and how I think it was six of nine of those games have come at home. So it'll be a big test for them to play a contender away, boys. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to say the Crows get it done. Crows. I'm going to pick the Crows too. Aaron Phillips kicks three. Miller, give us your tip. Or at the very, or at the very least, Aaron Phillips just has a best on ground game. I'm going to say Z Fremantle Dockers. This is going to be the round that changes the, uh, the 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 tipping comp for good. I think. Yep. I'm taking some risk. I said, "Stuff it. I'm going." Uh... <laughs> speaking speaking of blockbusters, mate. What about this one? The Lions oh, after- and the Pies. Sunday afternoon oh. at Talia Hickey Park. <laughs> Tom Hickey Park. <laughs> Tom Hickey Park. Uh, I think the Lions will get it done. I've liked what I've seen from the Pies, but the Lions at home are a very scary prospect. Oh, come back to me, please. <laughs> I'm going to go to Brisbane as well, Cat. I reckon they'll get it done. Well, Doc, it's, uh, it's back to you already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say Brisbane at home. I'm just going to say Brisbane at home. Okay. I might change it to Col- I might change it to Collingwood. But he's not uh, locking that in. He is not locking that in. Am I going to but, watch this game live, gentlemen? This oh, tell time. me, tell me you're going to at least uh, watch Richmond and West Coast at Punt Road. Do you, do you want me to come with? He <laughs> <laughs> might I need think, some support to get through this game. Yeah, I think bring a St John's ambulance or something because uh, I might have a heart attack the way they play. Look, this is a. Ridiculous I time. Resor- I don't have the resources for that. <laughs> a ridiculous time and two very bang average teams. So I can't see many people make it down at five, 10 past five on a Sunday. But I'm saying the Tigers. We'll get huh? it the Tigers will get it done. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm picking the Tigers too. Mon- Moncon-, Moncon has steady disposals. He wants I, to. He wants I, to. Tip I, I haven't tipped them once this year. So if I back you. Don't stuff me, you, you silly, silly bloody spuds. Come on, the toys. Get up this way. Get up. Oh, Come on. There it is. There it is. There it is. I've also got the ladder cat quickly that I'll, mm. I'll run through. Yeah. Uh, How cool. are we looking top to bottom after round two? So at the top, we have Brisbane that are uh, top. They're obviously 2-0. Uh, same as um, see, uh, the North Crows. Fremantle, Melbourne, and Collingwood, and it's all divided by percentage. So it goes Brisbane top, North second, Crows third, Melbourne fourth, Fremantle fifth, and Collingwood sixth. They ran at six. And then the Dogs uh, sit in seventh uh, with, with a game back and also St Kilda. And then Carlton, Jeez, West Coast, Giants, <laughs> Richmond, Gold Coast, and Geelong all winless. So early on, Brisbane got a nice bit of a uh, percentage cat, two hundred percent on um, on uh, North Melbourne, which is massive. Incredible, uh, we love the percentage love numbers. That, those percentage numbers are ridiculous. Have a look at that. Seven hundred sixty-seven. Oh, I love the early 14, fourteen points against. Fourteen <laughs> points against. Fourteen. So, um, yeah, look, it's a, definitely a battle for top spot. All these teams in in, in good nick. So. Be very interesting oh, it's this gonna, week. It's going to really split apart up. after this weekend because, yeah, all yep. those teams up the top are all facing off against each other. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, Doc, do you want to give us your ins and outs for your rolling All-Australian team? As we heard yes. last week, 21 players, sorry, yeah, 21 players in there. 
There's a few ins and outs, Talk. Yeah, look, it's uh, as, as the great philosopher Homer Simpson once said, it's uh, the easiest part of every coach's job is the cuts. <laughs> um, and I've made six changes this week. Um, some forced because Jeez. some forced because what one one was out through concussion. That was uh, Lala Weefy. She's out for Stacey Livingston, who you've uh, asked me, Kat, what, why she was why she was not in the round one team. She got uh, my plainly full, because full. Uh, she was best on. She was close yep. to best on, Doc, and she wasn't in the team. Well, you know, it's hard, it's hard to have a key defender like her when you had Cordner, Cuthbertson in as well, and Lelo Ify did a really good job as well. I will say, Doctor. Maybe I should have. But uh... I admire that you at least will put the team in their actual positions, unlike the regular Australian oh, selectors. Oh, don't. <laughs> yeah. I'll, don't I'll, I'll, also, also put. I also put uh, Jade Progelli in the team over uh, Tani White. Tani White didn't have her best game on the on the weekend. Love that. I mean, it was okay, but Progelli's been a but Progelli's been a bit more consistent. Mm. Um, I've also got so the defenders that go Ruby Slasher, Stacey Livingston, Jade Progelli, Harriet Corner, and Janelle Cuthbertson. They all keep their spot. Mm. Uh, to the midfielders, I've uh, had to I've chopped and changed a few. Um, <laughs> I've taken I've taken out Caitlin Ashmore in the wing because again thought she was okay, but there have been other people other players that have been a bit more consistent over over the course of two weeks. So I've changed Brittany Benici onto the wing because I thought she played a really great in and out game on on Saturday against Geelong. I've yep. thrown Ellie Blackburn into the center line along with Karen Paxman on the wing. Yes. We love and that. On, on the ball. I've got Elise Parker and Kiara Bowers who have, who keep their spots because they both played really really well, and in the rock this is a bit of a left field one, but I th- I thought Rhiannon Metcalf was has been pretty consistent over the last mm. over the first two weeks leads leads to comp in the hitouts also I think it was clearances I think she won she she leads all rucks as well, yeah, so she she's in over Emma King who was well held by Ree Watt who was she was well held by Ree Watt I love thought- loved watching that. I think what might might be a sneaky chance by the end of the season, Cat, if she keeps playing the way she's playing. Oh, she's got to be. She's got to be approaching top three rucks of the competition uh, at least so far this year. So, we'd love to see her get a shout. She, she, she's she's quietly building. She's quietly building, Cat. So just watch that space. <laughs> Cat's pleased with that. He's got a nice big rod smile very on his face. I love. I love to see. Love to see all the captains uh, going well over at the Saints. <laughs> the the ten captains they've got. <laughs> the ten captains. <laughs> Team captain club. Uh, that's what we like. <laughs> the, the the Fords, um, they've actually, there's no change in the forward line at all. Um, so we've still got Aaron Phillips, Gemma Houghton, Jasmine Garner at the half forward line, and Sabrina Duffy and Izzy Huntington in the forward, in the full forward line. I thought I like all of them, that. I thought all of them played well, uh, despite the fact Houghton and Duffy were playing in the wet, but they, were, they still played well enough to keep their spot. And Izzy Huntington, probably not as good as the St Kilda game. She still kicked the goal, still looked very, very damaging. Um, and then onto the bench, I've made a couple of changes here. Um, so in come Bree Davy, Ebony Marinoff, yes. and Greta Bodie. Thought, well, like thought they've all played. Re- thought they've all played very well over the first two weeks. And mm. along along with Georgia Patricios and Ellie Gavilas, they hold their spots. Patricios yeah, probably 
Patricio's very stiff not to get a starting position, but who do you take out? It's a very, very strong midfield to break into. Now, I said it to you off air, Doc, but what's Dakota Davidson got to do this week to break into? <laughs> um, I, th- I think another, another I think another three or four goals, and hopefully Izzy oh, Huntington... Three or four goals? She'll be leading the competition by three or four goals if she kicks three or four goals. Well, that's what she's <laughs> got to do, Kat. <laughs> and and hopefully Izzy Huntington doesn't have a good game. Yeah, right, okay. Well, Give me no. more! We don't, um, we, don't, we, don't, we don't hope that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, well, well. I certainly don't hope that because I because I love Izzy Huntington. Um, but also, just just quickly, um, the other two players that were out of the team were Bell Doors and, and Becca Beeston. So I think I think very, Doors very stiff on Bell, but uh, someone's going to make way. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to make someone's going to make way for Bree Davy. Come on, and, <laughs> come on. And, this, is why, and, this is why I'd be a uh, shit all Australian selector because I'm, I'm all in the team. Can't we just have two teams? <laughs> you, could, you could be in charge of the b team cat <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's an insult to the b team i don't think they want me to be <laughs> in charge of the b team. <laughs> I, I tell you what whilst we're talking about um our awards what's the cat medal looking like or oh, the the cat medal has uh been a bit shaky this week so i'll get back to you on that next week doc <laughs> okay hasn't watched all the games he's uh too too busy i'm uh, i'm too i'm too in love with all of these players to uh to give them numbers this week but it'll, it'll be updated and back in action next week the cat medal oh, i hope i don't win that one day but yes uh very good point very good doc i like that team that's very nice Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm a big that. fan of. I'm a big fan of this team too. But if you don't, but if you don't, <laughs> he loves his own work, cat. He he loves it. He says this is oh, great. It's it. the best thing ever. Uh, we'll get that up on Twitter or something as well, so you can see the uh, team as it goes. Hmm. We'll get Doctor send that through to the uh, A3 Twitter and the Facebook and everything. Yep. Um, and while we're a bit short on time, boys, but I'll run you. I'll run through a bit of a news in the form of quickies. Yes. Um, obviously, the big one this week was Eddie Maguire. Stepping down uh, <laughs> after much backlash after last week, we had a big chat about it. Just a quickie, boys. Yes or no? Was it the right thing to Eddie for Eddie to do, Doc? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Miller was ready to go too. <laughs> yes. They'd, yes. Ca- they'd just ca- they'd catch us and uh, yeah, Doc, he'll start with you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I also say I also say yes. I think uh, we we had the discussion plenty last week about. How uh, Eddie is stuck in the past and needed to move yeah. on to Collingwood to truly move forward uh, out of this report. So I, I will say just quietly, Kat, he has done an amazing job financially. What the, again? The, the club was on the brink. He was very quick quick. to remind everyone in his uh, in his speech when he left about all these fantastic things. I must, yeah. I think people do forget what Eddie did well for the club, and he did save them from from death. Um, He's been there for twenty two years, so you don't stay that for a long time. So. I guess congrats on everything you did well, Eddie, uh, which was some things, but also uh, get off the radio, get off the TV. Uh, you're in the past. Just sit at home with your retirement money. I'm sure you have a shitload of it. Um, so just uh, <laughs> back off, I reckon. So who is taking the board taking over or is there an assistant? Uh, I don't um, pre- know if we have a president announced yet. I think yeah, I assumedly right. they'll elect it from one of the current board members. Um, because it doesn't look like they're having any board uh, change, which might be a bit of an issue. I reckon get uh, let's get um, Travis Cloak in as president, or <laughs> Cloakie, uh, maybe Cloakie. David Cloak. Cloak, 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 Cloak is, uh, coaching the Rangers, isn't he not, Cat? Yeah, he's got his hands. Yes, he got his hands full with the boys and the girls at the Rangers this year. Yeah, he's got a busy, busy job, big Trav. So uh, look, yeah, that's great. That's a great quickie. Uh, another quickie, Cat. 
John Gallucci being picked up by the Tigers for preseason training. Good or bad move? We'll start with you, Kat. I like Gallucci, so I'm going to say good. <laughs> I, I think he's genuinely got a shot to make an AFL player out of this. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> not, not the reigning premiers list, Doc. Uh, what do you reckon? Uh, just just so I can hear you keep continuing to rant and rave about Jordan Galicia, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. He does not belong uh, at the local footy club, let alone on an AFL list. I'm just not I'm not sure what he brings besides a dirty moustache. Um, <laughs> at, so. uh, at the risk of Alex Doherty being banned on Twitter for 12 more hours again, I'll ask this quickie as well. <laughs> the new rule change with the man on the mark not being able to move uh, side to side. Yes or no, gentlemen? Can I answer with load of shit instead of yes or no? Like, yes, what is going on there? It's just, again, ridiculous rules cut every year. We get the bullshit rule changes. And the umpires have no clue. And we go through the rotisserie again of just no one knows what the hell is going on. So, no, it is stupid. Stephen Hawking is a moron and get him out. Is, 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 there, is there a more polite way of suggesting that we need to piss off Steve Hawking? Because... Yeah, there's a more polite way than using the word lynch, Doc, that's for sure. <laughs> well, if, if you aren't aware, uh, Doc yesterday put out a, 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 a great little tweet asking if we could lynch Steve Hawking already. And he got hit with a 12-hour Twitter ban for instance. <laughs> Can I just say I'm not I, I I've never heard a fly in my life. Um, so let, so I, I would not touch Stephen Hawking with a ten foot pole. The only thing the only thing Doc would hurt would be his uh, his opponent in the tackle on the footy field. That's about yeah, it. correct. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm no, nah, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty nice in person. I'm not. <laughs> I'm pretty nice if you get to know me. Says I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty nice if you get to know me. Otherwise, uh, I might come across as a bit of a ruffian. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, I've got one. I got I got one quickie. Obviously, the news yep. about uh, the big o, Brisbane signing a three-year deal, seeing him as a lion till the end of twenty twenty-four. Start with you, Miller, because you're pretty vocal about it. Uh, yes or no? <laughs> I like it. No, I think um, big oh, O is backtracked. He's backtracked. Uh, oh. Just just listen, you morons, right? That's <laughs> uh, not, not what he said off here. <laughs> uh, just let me let me speak, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, okay. The big O, I like the re-signing because he's a good fit. They've got no Steph now. It's Archie Smith and the big O. I think he's good, but he's also a little bit overrated for what he produces. I think he's a good, he's a good, genuine ruck. He looks he looks good as a ruck. Um, and I'm not sure what they're going to do. If they're maybe the Brisbane are employing the old uh, midfield uh, Josh Dunkley in the ruck because it's only going to be him and Smith and they do like uh, the big O as a forward. So it'd be very interesting to see what type of plan. So, Yes, I actually do like the re-signing. I just think sometimes everyone gets a very uh, large bit excited about a large man who can clunk footy. And uh, like, if you were that tall, cat or I was that tall, you'd hope we'd be good at footy. Otherwise, <laughs> you'd be you'd be in a circus freak show or something. So you think? Um, <laughs> I think good. I like it. I like it. It's good for Brisbane. Well, as we saw from Champion Data race rating Mason Cox's elite, clearly being tall is worth something in life, at least. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. It is good. Uh, it's a good signing for Oscar. Um, I think he, like we said, his forward ability probably a little bit overrated. He's averaging just over a touch over half a goal a game. Which Do we have probably... a salary for what he's getting yet? No, no I don't know. No, it's no, pretty it uh, under wraps. <laughs> no, they've uh, un- they've undisclosed squeeze, the fee, wouldn't they? Salary wise, somewhat. The Lions, um, yeah, um, maybe, maybe. 
I wouldn't well, say. I think Joe's taken a fair bit of money. Yeah, Joe will be on good coin. Um. Harris, Harris will be on good coin soon. You know. Yeah. Think. So I don't know. I'm just thinking about that. So maybe maybe it's not a whole lot yet. But mm. um, uh, no, yeah, I, I, I will say it's good. I will say it's good move for Brisbane because I think he, he, he's number one ruck now, as, as you said. And they might actually just shoulder him shoulder him ninety percent of the ruck. Yeah, I like him give. as a ruck. He's a very good ruck. I will say that. I just don't think his forward craft is, you know. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit of a big, a big lumbering type up forward. Yeah, so but, he's, but he's, he's still, a, he's still a presence down there, I guess. So I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind. Yeah. All right. Well, if we don't have any more quickies uh, for this, boys, I think that's going to do us on this episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Thanks so much for listening once again. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our socials to keep up to date with all our coverage throughout the year. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook and Instagram, A3 Footy Podcast, on Twitter at A3 Footy. Uh, we're putting up some highlights now, the episodes on Twitter as well. So if you can't catch the whole episode, you want to see a couple of highlights. We've got some nice ones. One from last week, I was talking about Eddie McGuire. Um, Miller going on Which about has got him sacked. <laughs> Thanks to us. So, see you later, uh, Eddie. Um, at least we've done some good for the community. Um, of course, there's the email as well, a3footy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear all your thoughts, give you tips for the round, thoughts on all the big issues. If Eddie's time was right, to go anything like that that you think of uh we'd love to hear from you if you've got questions for us that you'd like us to talk about on the episode you can send them through on the email or just send them on the socials as well we'll be checking all those yep so uh let us know anything you'd like to hear from us another good quality okay. episode boys <laughs> all, all <laughs> another done. week down all done for another week <laughs> and uh hopefully we'll be getting to some footy this weekend as well so uh we'll stay tuned and keep you up to date on all that and with all that said I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Join us next week for round three review. And of course, we'll have all the preseason men's coverage coming up as well once the uh, preseason games start. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. Thanks.